Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Anthem Podcast. Bert Alcorn here. Uh, Today, we are taking actually the rest of this week, Psalm 42, to answer this question. How do we tend to our soul while we tend to our soil? So we opened this up last week. We looked at what is soul, what is soil, and that those two things are usually in competition with each other. And if we need to do both well, we need to not start with the soil, a.k.a the external assignments God has in our lives or those external pressures, but to instead start with a soul, cultivating a healthy soul. And we've also established that none of us are going to get that huge, long, extended break to just simply tend to our soul and everything else in our life is going to be on pause and we can come back to. That just does not happen. So the question is, how do we tend to our soul while we are tending to our soil? How do we run and shoot at the same time? How do we tend to our soul amidst the ongoing and unstoppable pressures of those external expectations and assignments? David in Psalm 42 gives us four ways to do that. Four ways to do that. Now, some context for Psalm 42. David's not explicitly named as the author, um, but we believe this is David writing, and he's writing amidst a hard and difficult season in his life, possibly one of those times he's on the run from Saul, King Saul, who was trying to kill him. So we are going to look at this week four ways to tend to our soul while tending to our soil, four ways to run and shoot at the same time. And that starts in Psalm 42, verses 1 through 4. So if you've got a Bible, you can read along with me. If not, I'll read the text and just make a couple of comments and uh, about how we put this into practice into our life. Psalm 42 starts, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? This, this actually starts to sound... Uh, like, wow, what a, what a beautiful little worship song David's got going on right now. Yeah, God, I want you. My soul thirsts for you. That's good imagery. <laughs> like all of that. It starts to sound like just the beginning of another generic uh, key of G worship song. But this is where it takes a turn in verse three. He says, my tears have been my food day and night. Well, they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul how I would go to the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. So how do we tend to our soul? Well, tending to our soil. What we see here is David expressing how hard and difficult life is at the moment. He's far from the place of worship. He's taunted by others. He's longing for God in his loneliness, and he remembers what life was like when things were better. He feels separated, lonely. There are ungodly and unjust men who are tormenting him. So, number one, pour out your soul. These things I remember, verse four, quote, as I pour out my soul. As David is saying, my tears have been my food. There are people taunting me saying, where is your God? I don't get to be close to the house of God. I'm alone. I'm separated. Life is not what it should be. How do we tend to our soul? Well, tending to our soil first by pouring out our soul. Don't keep it bottled up. God can take it. How do we tend to our soul? Well, tending to our soil first and foremost, we don't pretend we don't have any problems. We don't pretend that life isn't hard, that things are not the way they shouldn't be. We pour it out. 
pour out your soul. Don't keep it bottled up. I don't know if any of you guys know much about the Enneagram, but I am a raging Enneagram one. And one of the deficiencies of an Enneagram one is we tend to not show a lot of emotion. That does not mean we feel deeply, but it it means we don't show it, which means we keep it inside. Typically it's anger and rage, right? That things are not the way they're supposed to be. And we just push it down and bottle it up and keep it and contain it. And then one day we're just, we'll die. And that's how we process emotion, right? That is not what David is talking about here. He says, pour out your soul. How do we tend to our soul? First, we have to pour it out. We can't keep it bottled up. We can't keep putting and, and, and um, keeping things in and bottling them up. What's a healthy avenue to do that? Well, one is, you know, Therapy is great. I'm I'm actually not joking. I'm serious. Find a mentor, find a counselor, find a therapist, and actually have a a designated space where you can pour out your soul. Journaling is amazing. I'm not a journaler by nature, but when you put things onto paper, it helps you process those things. Talk with a trusted friend or read some of the Psalms of Lament pour out to God in prayer. Like I think one of the things we're, I think often we're afraid God is too delicate for our prayers. So we got to put those these and thous and make sure it sounds good. And that is not at all what God wants. He wants you to pour yourself out to him. Look at how David talks. David, one of the best worshipers we have in the Bible. One of the people who is arguably closer with God than others in the Old Testament who is a man, quote, after God's own heart. And he says, my tears have been my food. They all say, where's your God? David is suffering. He's in pain, he's lonely, and he's pouring that out to God. How do we tend to our soul? Well, tending to our soil. How do we run and shoot? How do we deal with our inner life while managing the external pressures and assignments in our outer life? The first is to open up and pour out your soul. What does that look like for you? What does it look like to pour out your soul? What does that look like to have some regular rhythms where you are processing via a notebook or a therapist or a friend or a spouse or a pastor or a mentor? How can you pour out your soul? That is step one. Tomorrow, part two. See you then.